When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Chris Coles from the BBC joins us on the line. One of the most respected, in my view, analysts in regards to the EPL in terms of journalists out there and the way he speaks. Uh, he's very, very well spoken. There's no question about that. Good evening to you, Chris, and I think it's afternoon to you, UK time. Just, Damien, yes. We've just ticked into the afternoon here. It's great to be with you again. Thank you very much for your kind words. Oh, it's been a, a while now. You're leaving the BBC, mm. uh, my understanding. Where are you headed, if, if you don't mind me asking? I'm sort of leaving the BBC, but staying within the BBC. Oh, it's, uh, it's one of those weird, weird things where, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a very big organisation. So it's, it's clearly uh, one of those moves that uh, is designed to, <laughs> to leave a little bit of it and then go to another part of it. So, so yeah, I won't bore you with the logistics. No, fair enough. But I've uh, really enjoyed your analytics and uh, just the way you explain each match pretty much round by round. It's fantastic. And this is a very exciting round to come as well with the climax of the English Premier League season afoot. What are your thoughts going in in terms of who's going to take top spot? I mean, Liverpool obviously took on Southampton uh, what, uh, 24 or so hours ago. Everton mm. take on Crystal Palace, of course, 1 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow morning. So we'll start off with that, given that is the match to come in the ensuing hours. If Everton get relegated from their current position, I think that it's fair to say they've only got themselves to blame. They had a capitulation at home to Brentford on the weekend. They blew the lead twice, a couple of red cards as well. So they're not going all that well in terms of their morale. Crystal Palace at the present time are in 13th spot with not a heck of a lot to play for. What are your thoughts? Obviously, Everton trying to avoid relegation. They're only two points clear of Burnley, who are in 18th spot and that's probably the only changeover because Watford and Norwich City are clearly going down. Mm. Yeah, well, well, first thing to say, Damien, I think is, and you mentioned it right at the start, that for the first time in a long time in the Premier League, there are lots of things to Correct. sort. We've had recent seasons where it's been very, very cut and dry, whether Manchester City have romped to the title. Yes, we had that Manchester City-Liverpool battle a couple of years ago, but normally at this stage, Everything is, is done. Relegation spot sorted, Champions League spot sorted, the title race completed. Not this time. Title race, Champions League and a final relegation spot all up for grabs, which does make it very exciting. Starting at the bottom, yeah, Everton, they've had a, they've had a pretty miserable season, it's fair to say. Started with Rafa Benitez in charge. There was always controversy there because of his links with Liverpool. It didn't go well. They ummed and ahed about his replacement, eventually landed on Frank Lampard, the former Chelsea manager, who was looking for a way back in. And it's safe to say that he struggled early on. He really struggled to get, I think, to grips with the enormity of the task. I think he struggled with being somewhat of an outsider in, in Everton, which is fully ingrained in, in Liverpool culture. And I think he probably struggled to kind of get to grips with that. However, results have picked up recently and they've, they've managed to just get themselves the right side of trouble because there was, for a long time, 
a real problem and a real danger for them that they could be relegated with, which would have been disastrous. A club of Everton side, size, the money they've spent, and they've got grand plans to move into a huge new stadium, all of that would have been put on the back burner if, if Everton go down. They're two points clear, but you, you still would say that there are teams that are in more danger than they are. You're right, they face Crystal Palace at home, which is big for Everton at Goodison Park. They, they, they thrive at home. And Crystal Palace are absolutely safe and no problems with relegation, but are still a very capable side. So if Everton were to, to win tonight, listen, they know it's in their own hands. If they win, then they're, they're pretty much there. Um, it would need Burnley to, to win a couple of games, and, 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 and that would be the only way that Everton would go down. And, and Burnley's form isn't great. So knowing that it's in their own hands is a help. And I think that'll be Frank Lampard's team talk tonight. Just go and get it done this evening go and get it done and you can enjoy the, the final uh, the final match of the season on Sunday but Palace under Patrick Vieira have been very good they have shown no signs of, of stepping back sometimes at this stage of the season the teams in mid-table they do get a little bit careless a little bit sloppy but you don't really sense that with Crystal Palace and with the pressure off them they are dangerous opponents but I, I would back Everton to get the job done today I think they're I think they're showing signs of of the fight and spirit needed to get out of trouble. So I think they'll win that one. If you have any questions for Chris, if you follow the EPL, 0433981116 to text in. You mentioned that relegation battle. That obviously adds another layer later on tomorrow morning Australian time when Aston Villa take on Burnley. And Burnley are the team who I referred to before as the only side that can escape that relegation zone at the moment. They're only a point away from Leeds United at the present time. And I suppose with Leeds... Their main criticism over the last couple of years has been not necessarily their scoring capacity, but their accountability in defence. Burnley, on the other hand, they can't secure Premier League safety with a win here, but if they can at least draw at Villa Park, they're in a decent position. It's The problem is their momentum that they did build up has really ground to a halt. They lost, I think, the hands of Aston Villa 12 days before mm. this fixture, 3-1. So you get the sense they need some motivation. Like One probably aspect in their favour is that they have greater incentive to win compared to Aston Villa in this fixture because Villa at the moment in 14th spot, they've got really nothing to play for ostensibly. So with Burnley's momentum in regards to incentive on their side... Could they perhaps get the job done, even though their momentum form-wise hasn't been all that good in recent times? Yeah, it's a fascinating one. Burnley have always been a club that have found themselves in this position quite regularly over the last four or five years of their time back in the Premier League. There was one season that they finished top half and got European football. It was fantastic, but Traditionally, they're a club because of the budget and because of the size of the club. They're they're always towards the bottom end of the table. Because of that, though, they they have this fighting spirit, and it's led to a lot of pundits to speculate that Burnley are well suited to this battle because they're so used to it. And a team, for instance, like Everton, who aren't used to it, might not be coming into games with all the tools needed to to fight relegation. And it, it's all the usual cliches: you've got to run harder than your opponent, you've got to go into every tackle, you've got to win every fifty-fifty, and all the rest of it. But Burnley surprised a lot by sacking Sean Dyche, who has who has been Mr. Burnley for so many years. And the caretaker manager Mike Jackson did actually perform after Sean Dyche's sacking. They picked up some very good results. That run you mentioned, a creditable point away at West Ham, and then three straight wins against Southampton, Wolves and Watford. And it really did bring Everton and Leeds into the relegation picture. They have derailed slightly with a home defeat to Aston Villa and then a defeat away at Tottenham. No disgrace in that because Spurs obviously have top four ambitions. But their final two games, Villa away, which they play 
well, tonight for us, much later on for you, or early morning for you, and Newcastle at home, they're not bad fixtures, you know, because Newcastle, they're safe, no problem. And as you say, Villa are, are okay as well. And Burnley, they do have this fighting quality. So if they can get something in that game against Villa at Villa Park, then it, it yeah, Leeds will then be sweating and then they'll be plunged into relegation trouble. And it sets up that final day really, really interestingly, especially, let's say, for sake of argument, if Everton lose and if Burnley win, then we go into the final day with... 37 points, 36 points, 35 points. And one of those teams going down ahead of the final round of fixtures, which see Leeds go to Brentford. Again, not a bad fixture. Burnley at home to Newcastle United. And again, you could say, yeah, that, that's not disastrous because Newcastle are okay and Everton are away at Arsenal. And Arsenal have top four ambitions still. So we could be in for a very, very interesting final day. A lot will be, that how exciting it'll be, very much depends on, on tonight's results. Absolutely. And uh, Chelsea take on Leicester, which also occurs tonight, your time, or early morning Australian time. And really, Chelsea don't have enough time to dwell on their FA Cup defeat. They don't face a heck of a lot of pressure, though, coming into this game against Leicester in regards to where Chelsea sit, which, of course, trying to maintain that spot in the top four. They have managed to secure another Champions League campaign with that vastly superior goal difference to Tottenham, who are in fourth place. And that was mainly due to the the fact that Arsenal lost to Newcastle. So they're a lot under a lot less pressure coming mm-hmm. into this game. But obviously, they're taking on Leicester at the moment, who are in ninth spot, fallen away a little bit, but haven't been too far away from the top seven at any stage. What are your thoughts here? Can Chelsea just put the cherry on top of the cake? Well, it, it, yeah, it's difficult with Chelsea this season because they've been plagued by all the off-field problems that has come in the wake of, of Roman Abramovich's ownership of the club the that the russian owner who was heavily sanctioned by the uk government following russia's invasion of ukraine so chelsea have gone through a, 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 a i'd say it's protracted but it's it's not really it feels like it's been protracted because it, it, it's in the news every day but actually it's probably one of the speediest takeovers that has ever been seen simply because and especially for the size of the club and the money we're talking we're talking billions of pounds Normally, these takeovers take months and months and months to iron out, to sort. But because of the speed and and the need for it to be quick, there has been lots of issues for Chelsea off the field. And at times, I think it has crept into some of the performances. And and Thomas Tuchel, the Chelsea manager, has come out and said a few times, look, these guys are human. It's impossible for the players not to be slightly distracted by all of the off-field problems. They've got several players coming to the ends of their contracts as well, which isn't helping. And big players too, the likes of Antonio Rudiger, who is seemingly off to Real Madrid come the end of the season. Andres Christensen could be going to Spain as well and Barcelona. So none of these are ideal situations for Chelsea when you're fighting on so many fronts to try and and perform. And yeah, losing to Liverpool in the FA Cup final, massive blow on penalties. um, And and that would be a real disappointment for for Chelsea, who who got so close to winning um, a major trophy and would have denied Liverpool the chance of a quadruple, which, which still remains a possibility. For this season, it's about finishing strongly, making sure they finish in that third spot. There is a, there is a possibility if Chelsea lose um, both games and, and Tottenham win their final game, that Tottenham will finish above Chelsea in third and Chelsea would drop to fourth. Wouldn't change anything in terms of Champions League qualification. But we know there's, you know, there's, there's a rivalry between those clubs. And I'm sure Spurs fans would absolutely love finishing above both Chelsea and Arsenal. But for that to happen, you, you, you can't see Chelsea losing both of their remaining games, especially as their final game of the season is at home to Watford, who are already down and have been pretty hopeless 
the last couple of weeks. Leicester, again, have, have had a, a, an interesting season. They didn't start well. They had Europa Conference League football to kind of get their heads around, and they, they progressed far in the competition. They were beaten by Roma in the semi-finals. Disappointing because Brendan Rodgers, I think, really did focus on winning that European title. But when you look at them, Damien, ninth in the table, and because of the issues that they've had, finding form has been a problem. They've had so many injuries that if I listed all the injury problems, Correct. we'd be here until the kickoff in you know in however many hours. They they've really struggled. So the fact that they've reached a European semi-final and they could finish. I mean, it's tight in that mid-table, granted, but they could finish as high as eight. I think that's a, that's a pretty good season for Leicester, given that the the injury problems that they've had. Having said that, Leicester have got probably a sturdier and more resolute defence to face against Chelsea mm. compared to what they've faced the last couple of weeks against Norwich and Watford where they put eight past them. So there is that golfing class. It'll be interesting to see how they adapt. We're speaking with Chris, Chris Coles from the BBC as we approach the climax of the English Premier League season and also for the championship as well, Chris. And Pat from Barabin has sent in a text off the temper text machine. In the championship, how do you rate Luton Town's season? Can they make the Premier League in the next few seasons? Of course, they're currently in sixth position. Fulham at the top of the championship at the moment. And you've got Bournemouth in second. Huddersfield and Nottingham Forest in fourth. Of course, Nottingham Forest, a throwback, I suppose, to the late 80s, early 90s when they were certainly around the mark in regards to the FA Cup. So I know you probably haven't had a massive look at the championship as compared to the English Premier League, but what are your thoughts on the championship in general and who could make an impact coming up and making the grade? Well, yes, you mentioned those, those four teams, Dan, and we are into the, the, the post-season playoffs uh, now. So, so Luton were actually uh, beaten by Huddersfield in the first semi-final and Nottingham Forest beat Sheffield United a couple of days ago. So the playoff final is between... Nottingham Forest and Huddersfield and that's at Wembley I think a week on Monday with Fulham and Bournemouth already promoted listen Luton have had an excellent season no one really expected them to be as high as they are but Nathan Jones the the manager of Luton is he's quite a character Damien he is all action he is like a little jack-in-the-box on the touchline and his team very much plays in in his style they are excellent to watch because they just do not give you a moment's peace the team is not full of household names. It probably has one of the lowest budgets in the championship, yet they are absolutely everywhere. They are relentless. They, they have a couple of, of excellent fullbacks, James Bree on the right and Mari Bell on the left. Both are, are, are the, the typical modern-day fullback. They spend more time in the attacking half than their own, their own half. They've got a very solid back three they tend to play. Uh, midfielders, that again, are, are the kind of midfielders that you probably hate to play against because they just do not give you a moment's peace. And they have a, a striker up front in, in Elijah Adebayo, who is, is young, but he is very, very good. And he scored so many goals. And I know lots of big clubs are looking at Adebayo, so he might not be a Luton Town player for much longer. If they can keep that squad together and Nathan Jones can continue to work his magic, then Luton do have an opportunity of, I think, going into the Premier League. The Championship is a strange division. It sometimes is full of teams that are going through so many transitional periods. So they take a while to get used to the style, whereas Luton have been together now for such a long time and fully merited their place in the playoffs. Just couldn't quite get over the line to get to the final, but credit to Nathan Jones and Luton. They've been excellent. And in terms of the teams coming up, Fulham and Bournemouth, well, yo-yoing, aren't they? They were, they were Premier League clubs not so long ago. They'll have to recruit well. They'll have to really recruit well to make sure they stay in the Premier League. But Brentford, prime example, if you do that, you can stay in the division. They've done brilliantly this season. Um, and Nottingham Forest and Huddersfield, Forest have been outstanding this season. They've got a, a really good side too. And if they were to go up, you fancy them, given that the fan base and the tradition at the city ground, they've got every chance of staying in the Premier League. And Huddersfield have been in the Premier League recently as well. So 
you'd think they'd have a chance. But it, it's all, as always, with these sides, recruitment. Get that right. You have a chance of staying in the Premier League. Look at the teams that have come down. Norwich and Watford. Did they really get their recruitment right? I know budgets are different. You could say no. Whereas Brentford have this brilliant model where they just seem to find players that fit in their style of play. And they've, they've really progressed this season and will we'll finish come through mid-table. And that's credit to Thomas Frank and the team. So if you go up, you need to buy well, recruit well, and then you have a chance. Well, if Forrest do get promoted, it'll be interesting to see the reaction as well. Because you think of people, Chris, like the late Brian Cloth, who was a brilliant mm. manager going back to that late 80s, early 90s period. He was a manager at the time of the infamous Hillsborough disaster, of course. Nottingham Forest mm. playing Liverpool in that match. And uh, yeah, it'll be intriguing to see the fan base and how they do react, because there is that tradition that you mentioned. Now, I guess the main question to finish on, Who's going to take out the title at English Premier League level? Manchester City or Liverpool? It seems at this point in time, with Man City holding sway and the advantage by one point and the form that they're in, it'll be very, very interesting. What are your thoughts as to the climax and who takes out the title? Yeah, well, uh, uh, amazingly, Damien, and uh, if this happens, it would be fantastic. It won't happen. There is a scenario if Manchester City lose um, 6-0, which isn't going to happen, but if they do lose... 6-0 in their game at home to Aston Villa and Liverpool and Wolves draw five all, everything will be level and we'd have a playoff. I mean, imagine imagine how good that would be for the first time in history, a playoff with a title. Um, It's not going to happen. Of course, it's not going to happen. But that's how tight it is up there. Yeah, Manchester City, they hold all the aces, don't they? Points ahead of Liverpool and with a far superior... Goal difference, yeah, and goal difference is, is absolutely the key. And that there's there's six goals between the two, and Manchester City are at home to Aston Villa. Now there is a, a, a nice connection with Aston Villa, who are managed by Liverpool legend Steven Gerrard. So you imagine that Steven Gerrard has all the motivation there, not just to beat Man City for his Aston Villa credentials, but if he does so, then he could play a major part in handing the title to his beloved Liverpool, who are at home to Wolves. Can you see it happening? The way Manchester City have reacted, especially following their their almighty collapse in the Champions League when they should have beaten Real Madrid in the semi-final, they conceded twice in the 90th minute and the 93rd minute and eventually lost to a Karim Benzema penalty. That was such a crushing disappointment for Manchester City, who are desperate to win the Champions League. We wondered, will that now derail them in the Premier League? It hasn't. They've kept on going. They were 2-0 down away at West Ham on the weekend. And everyone thought, uh-oh, this is the moment. It all comes crashing down. But they rallied and they got it back to 2-2, kept their noses in front, and you fully expect them to get the job done. But... This is the final day, Damon. You mentioned that 2011-12 climax. Sergio Aguero. I mean, he'll never be forgotten. When Manchester United had pretty much won the title, they'd beaten Sunderland away from home, and Manchester City were drawing at home to QPR, and it was unthinkable until Aguero popped up to score the winner and, and will never, ever be forgotten in Premier League history. Will it be as dramatic? You just can't rule it out. The beauty of this division is you just cannot rule anything out. And if Aston Villa give Man City a go and, let's say, take the lead and Liverpool start piling in the goals against Wolves, who have been pretty poor recently, then pressure does funny things. So we can't wait. It'll be absolutely fascinating to see how it it pans out. But as I mentioned right at the start, it's just great that on Sunday we will have eyes at the top of the table, we'll have eyes for fourth place, and we'll have eyes at the bottom of the table. And it has been a long time since we've gone into a final day with so much still to decide.
Exactly right. Chris, really appreciate your time as always with your emphasis and detail. All the best and enjoy the final day's play. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.